Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott and these are in Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or um copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. table. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Our Portuguese Table. Bem-vindo. Hello. Hello, Maria. How are you? I am doing well, honey. And how are you? I am doing quite well today. It's a Monday today. We're recording on a Monday, and yes. the sun is out. And how, how did you survive the storms? We had uh, what was like the nor'easter from hell. Uh-huh. And it's the winter that will not go away. And I'm expecting more snow this week. More? Uh, yes. Yes. Holy cow. Yeah, we're getting more. So we're only a couple of days away from spring, but winter is clinging on. And wow. um, I've, had I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. <laughs> You're like, I can't make any more soup. I'm tired of making soup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And that's exactly it. I hear the snow coming. I start baking. I start making soup. I start doing all of these things because if I lose electricity, such a pain right. in the neck. Right. And I told well, my husband, I mean, this is never, hopefully it'll change, but I guess I'm, I need to get a generator like attached to my home because yeah. like, I, I just hate the whole thing, but I digress. We yeah. are not talking about weather today. No, folks. no, no. But no, we, no, no. Our, our guest is also from the East Coast, and uh, he can tell us if he got hit with the storm as well. But I'm super excited about this one because I actually tried to go. I actually tried to go to this place in Jersey City, and they were closed, and I was so bummed. So, um, but we'll 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 talk about that. And so let's bring in Michael Casalino from Broa Cafe. Welcome, Michael. Hello, welcome, ladies. How are you? By all of us together here. How is everyone yeah. doing? I know we're doing well. We're at this Portuguese table. I know. I, uh, I have. No. I, I've got something I'm I'm nibbling on. I don't know about you guys, but <laughs> well, I've got this. This is a very appro- uh, appropriate for a, a pregnant woman. I've got a hard boiled egg and a brownie. How oh, about that? oh, oh, that's a great combination. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, a little bit of protein, a little bit of sugar. It kind of balances out. I don't know if I should share Perfect. this, but I, I don't know, Michael, is if you're married and you have children and, and you've gone through this, but our poor husbands who have to go through, you know, finding stuff for us if we have certain cravings. Um, but I remember one time I had my husband wake up like, I think it was like four o'clock in the morning. I woke him up. Because I wanted this lemon-filled donut. And he's oh like, honey, it's four o'clock in the morning. The bakery's not even open. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I, you, I would have I at least waited oh, wow. <laughs> until no. the morning. But <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, no. Like women and their, uh, and their desires, right, at all hours <laughs> of the night. Uh, unfortunately, I'm I'm not I'm not married, and uh, unfortunately, I don't have any kids. El- eligible bachelor, I, lady. I, I, 
I am. Unfortunately, I, I was with someone for uh, for quite a while, but then fortunately, uh, we just didn't work out. Uh, you know, it's one of the downfalls from uh, being a restaurant owner and a chef is, uh, you know, the schedule is a little madness. So you uh, kind yeah. of, uh, you know, chefs have a up and down dating relationships, I guess, and uh, you know, un- until you find an understanding woman who <laughs> is willing to put up with all of well, it. <laughs> you're, you know. You're, Michael, Too much a bachelor forever. <laughs> yeah, no, we we can put the word out there, Michael, that you're looking for a nice Portuguese girl. I mean, yeah, that maybe is she'll, um, maybe she'll want to manage your restaurant. Yes, hey, that would be great. <laughs> she'll Just manage a the front end. Goes a long way, <laughs> but yes, we but can make it happen. We can, we can. But but let's get hey, into let's do uh, it. Let's do it. <laughs> so so you're not married, but you are married to your to your restaurant, which is the case for, for uh, right. many, many, many restaurateurs. So how so tell us about yourself and how you got started and you know, just give us give us the background and then we can delve into all the yummy things that you're serving at your restaurant because I was looking at some pictures and uh you serve some very traditional things and and they just look delicious. I, I, anxious, anxious to hear I, about how people react to that. So give us the scoop. I do. Um, I do. And I try uh, to really uh, stick within the, you know, the kind of what I call the grandma boundaries, um, <laughs> which I think that, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, um, you know, there is a lot of amazing chefs out there who, you know, uh, who, who are self-inspired in, in, you know, doing Portuguese cuisine. But I just, uh, you know, for, for, for a long time now, um, I thought, you know, I clearly I was, I grew up in, in the Portuguese, uh, uh, ironbound section of Newark, New Jersey, uh, where, you know, every, uh, five steps you take, you're either in front of a Portuguese market or, or a newsstand or cafe. So, um, yep. You know, I, I grew up in the environment, and there's a restaurant on literally every other corner. And I just, uh, you know, started to, you know, after dining around uh, in many places, you know, there is, um, I felt there was a little bit of a lack of a real tradition kind of understanding, uh, whereas most non-Portuguese people uh, tend to uh, steer in the direction of what I, I call the Portuguese-American uh, restaurant. Um, and, you know, again, not knocking anyone, uh, we're all in this together, but um, I feel like somewhere along the lines, uh, most restaurateurs who've, who've been around for many years um, kind of lost sight of, of maybe their true passion and meaning behind a restaurant. And, you know, I, I, I can relate because you, you know, at, at times you just get caught up so much in, in, in what's going on and the customers and what they want and the feedback and all that, that we end up, you know, it, it almost kind of like the American way. Once you're in too deep, you kind of just say, what the heck? I'm just going to let the ball keep rolling. You know, I'm, I'm in business and customers are coming. They must like it. Whereas I, I guess I'm very different in that way where I just decided that, you know, why is it that when you want, you know, authentic French cuisine you can go to you know many french restaurants uh, um and you know where the chef is french and the wait staff is french and everybody's french all the wines are french everything right. is just french everywhere yep. and you're just in that environment and uh you know 
and for a moment you actually feel like you're you're on you're on France, uh, yeah. you know that you took that trip, you're on vacation for a moment, and and it's almost like for the for the hour or two or three or four that you're dining, uh, it's almost as if you know nothing else matters. You're so into your dining experience, and you believe you're in France, and it's just a really good feeling, you know. And I mean, same thing with Italian. There's a lot of Italian restaurants now. Um, or becoming more, you know, authenticated in, in, the, in their ways of serving and doing things. Where, again, I, I just felt like we weren't doing that in terms of Portuguese food, you know, that we're very underrated, uh, you know, and that many people, what they seem to believe is Portuguese food, uh, in my opinion, really is not Portuguese food. Uh, right. it's, it's, it is, but it's been Americanized. Um, hmm. And I felt like, in order for you to really understand who we are as Portuguese people and where we came from, that it is important to provide people with the origins. Like, you, you know, many stories, grandmother telling me, um, you know, they were clearly uh, from a poor part of, uh, in Portugal. I, you know, my, my grandma was left by herself with my mother and my uncle, and uh, they really had no money, so they had to figured out, you know, so like many other people in Portugal, uh, you know, in, in those times, uh, and you just had to mm. plant your, your, your cabbage and your lettuce and your beans right. and your tomatoes and you, you figured it out and, you know, you gathered your pennies and, you know, your scudos at the time to, yeah. uh, uh, you know, go down, you, you know, my grandmother heard stories. She used to take like three buses and walk, you know, five miles just to go to the market and, you know, she spent literally all her money buying, you know, some, some, some chickens, some, you know, a pig that she would then break down and make, you know, uh, chorizas, uh, you know, our cured smoked sausages, uh, the, the blood pudding sausage are our morcella. And, you know, and it's, you know, that all has history that, that uh, I felt, you know, people should know why, why we eat, yeah. you know, you know, we ears and and right. all that kind of radical stuff. And, and you know, we had no choice. <laughs> right. In, we, in you know what, days. Michael, I think we have a beautiful story to tell. I think the Portuguese story is a beautiful story because oh, it comes from in the same place that you said, the French and the, and the Italians, they very well tell a story. And, oh, and I, and oh. you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, there's, there's lots of times where you go in and you see, they say, oh, it's a Portuguese restaurant. And you go in and it is Americanized because they're thinking, you know, we have to appease or appeal to a broader, have a broader stroke. But at the same right. time, you kind of diminish that story of ours. And because if you go into some great Italian restaurants, they're not going to give you an excuse of, well, we've got Americanized stuff because we wanted to, like, you know, make sure that, you know, so-and-so also enjoys it. And we've got chicken fingers here for them. So it's just, it, it sure. doesn't work. That oh, my God. Don't get me started no, it, on that. It, it, just, <laughs> it just does not work. And what yeah. you're saying with your grandmother and that story that, I mean, it is part of you. That is part of where you came from. Right. Well, it, it essentially is part of us all. all, all absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that is our story because none of us yeah. came from castles. No one came from, you know, these wealthy, you know, whatever mo monarchs anywhere. We came right. from working class people. 
and the ones that worked the land or the sea, you know, and we have to be proud of that. And, but I'm looking at all of the food that you have on your, on your Facebook page. I'm right now on your Facebook page. And I just saw Favish Gizadish. Now, fava fava means, I love fava beans. I love fava beans. So to have fava nova, which is the young, the green fava, in in a stew with the poached egg is just, for me, it just brings me back to me shelling the fava beans for my mom or my grandmother uh, to make that stew. Right, and it's something something so simple and, you know, all made right from ingredients in the backyard, you know, yeah. um, you know yeah. there's really nothing to it. Um, and I just feel that in general, you know, uh, cuisine, food, uh, culinary world in general, you know, people have, I just feel that everyone, you know, it's a hard place to be in, to begin with, to work in, to deal with people on a constant basis, different palates, different Oh man, different likings, and now you have all these new allergy stuff and gluten yeah. freeze and things like, <laughs> uh, which are it, it, they're insane, you know. Yeah. To think, you know, and and to be honest with you guys, I really don't accommodate much to any of that um, because you know, not that I'm a bad guy or, or you know I'm anti allergies or anything like that. I really am trying to be as real and authentic and legitimate as can be. I want to, you know, I'm trying to be that place that, you know, you go in, you know, some suburban area in Portugal where I'm from, for example, and there's this little tavern, you know, this little Tashka just sitting there and it's been handed down from generation to generation. You know, you're not walking in there and telling the guy, listen, I'm gluten-free. Can you, you know, it's just not going to happen, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, not that I'm anti any of that. I just, you know what, listen, uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I, I try to say, listen, we don't, uh, you know, vegetarians, vegans, look, I don't really do that. I mean, Portuguese people, I mean, unfortunately we're big fish and meat uh, people, pork, especially there's not much I can really do. I can whip something up, you know, I'll do some grillos, some broccoli rabe sauteed with some garlic and, you know, or something like that just to try to, you know, satisfy them. But, you know, my, my go-tos are the saladed ground, the chickpea, you know, with the with some sweet onion, parsley chopped up. You know, if you like the fish, I do some Portuguese tuna, I throw it in there, you mix it around, you know, you can even uh, hard boil leg, you slice it up, boom, you have yourself an amazing, you know, fiber rich meal. You have every, all your nutrients, everything you need right there. Uh, and, and that's what we survived. Oh, our, our, our parents and, and us as kids growing up, that's what we survived on, or or, or you know the the salada frado, the the black eyed peas, the red pepper, red onion, fresh parsley, you know, which goes goes very well paired with sardines, you know, right out of the can, and you know, there's so many things uh, uh, really about us that pe- mm. people have no idea about, you know, uh, and again going into the sardines, the our 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 canned goods. You know, normally you think canned goods and people are like, ugh, canned fish. Oh, they are oh the God. best. They it's are the, the best. Literally the best in yep. the world. We have yes, the best are. canned fish in the world. And it's, you know, it's it's already been executed on, on, the, on the Bourdain show and Andrew Zimmerman yep. and all these food guys that, 
hey, look, this fish comes literally off the boat into a warehouse, literally <laughs> right off the pier. There's yep. 20 women sitting in there with knives, and they're literally filleting you sardines, shoving them in a can, and they get, you know, buried in olive oil, and bam, you have yourself, you know, cured sardines in a can. I mean, how it's the best. Yeah. In, 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 in my opinion, fish. Uh, um, and, you know, I've, I've done some research as well. And, you know, canned fish seems to be uh, some of the healthiest uh, ways to eat fish in the world, period. Uh, just my because goodness. it's preserved in olive oil and it's literally right out of the sea into the can, you know. So all the, you know, the nutrition and, and the health benefits of that are you know, in that can. So once you open it, you have all the essentials you need. Yeah, and that's, no. you know, those little fun facts that, you know, people just don't know um, mm-hmm. that I try to, you know, basically I try to give people a full experience. So I built the place really as a kind of like a cultural gathering experience, uh, a place where you can come and dine, you know, and learn a little bit about our culture, uh, you know, the history you know, unfortunately, we did have uh, some bad times, you, you know, uh, some bad years, you know, which are, aren't the greatest things to talk about. But, you know, what? from those bad years that we had of, uh, of conquering, and you know, in certain circumstances, you know, some some kind of slaving or whatever, uh, you know, but I mean, it's not our fault. We have nothing to do with that. But from all that bad stuff came really amazing good things, you know, that we've shared around the world and they've shared with us. There's a lot of fun facts. Uh, uh, for example, I'm not sure you guys know, but we introduced curry to India, you know. Is yes, we did. One. I had heard that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I use curry in, in, in a lot of dishes and people are like, what? Curry? This is not what? Portuguese. Yeah. Excuse me, no, it, it's more Portuguese than, than uh, you are Indian, you know. Uh, Correct. It, it's, it's kind of, you know, uh, those little things people don't know or, you know, our azulejos, our, our beautiful blue and white tiles, you know, we picked up that technique uh, from, you know, Japan and, and, and Macau's and all that. And they adapted our uh, pastel vanata, right. you know, and, and this and all of this, you know, it's it's amazing to know it's history and, and it's, you know, also involves the food and, you know, things that people had no idea. Um, yeah. And they still don't. Many people have no idea, uh, you know. So I kind of, you know, uh, educate the staff. Uh, all my staff is pretty much Portuguese and a few are Brazilian. And it's, you know, we try to educate the people, you know, people ask, oh, why, why, what is this? And oh, well, we eat this because, you know, because of that, or, you know, uh, we're cooking with curry because Portuguese introduced curry. So we do, you know, Goa and, and, and places like that. So I try to do spin-off dishes uh, occasionally on a menu uh, and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I know um, there's, there's a lot of different chefs out there that are introducing a lot of that fusion cooking that comes from our cooking. And, uh, and that is one of them is Macanese, which is yes, the, you know, China in Macau and uh, our presence, the Portuguese presence in Macau, that if you go there, you are, like you said, you have the pastel de nata there, but then there's a whole different way that they cook there that's called yeah. Macanese, which is a fusion of the 
part of China, along with the Portuguese spices and all. And there is a chef, if I'm not mistaken, he's in Chicago. And he wrote a book. And as a matter of fact, I, I'm, I got it just the other day and I have, I've got to go through it. And it's called The Adventures of Fat Rice. And yeah, yeah, it's, uh, he's Macanese. Yeah, yeah. He's, yep. He went back to Macau and he's put together all of these amazing dishes and, you know, using codfish, using all, yep. all of the same, but infusing some of the, uh, all of the other techniques and you read it and you go, oh my God, you know, my mom made something like this or, you know, oh my I, God. I'm very familiar. But, yeah. You know, it, it's just, it blows you away. And when you tell people who are the food snobs and who think, you know, that, you know, uh, the French only did it a certain way or the Italians only did it a certain way, you know, we've got to kind of educate them and say, you know what, before that, you know, <laughs> but, right. you know Athens, that, that Athens was... Me. You know, Athens, Greece was like the first civilized uh, capital. The second yeah. one was not Rome. Yeah. It was in Portugal. It was Lisbon. Yeah. It was, you know, it's, we've been around so long. And we have done so much. It's just that for whatever reason, we, te- we tend to be, or our predecessors tended to be very quiet. Mm-hmm. And just assimilated, pr- protected, kept it in our own little world, and didn't share it with everyone. And now it's a whole new breed of people that are coming out of it. Now we're talking oh. about first generation, second, third, fourth, that are looking back on their ancestry and saying, hey, I want to know more about this. Or oh, what about this? And I think it's because of all that. And I think now the world is definitely discovering Portugal. Oh, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're definitely living in a, in, a, in a very curious society, you know, where people are, again, starting to uh, experiment and, and, uh, and, and dabble in that. And, you know, kind of touching on what you, you were saying before. Yeah, I mean, the, the, it's, what, what really bothers me a lot is that somewhere along the lines and and this is what makes my job very difficult as as a chef and and as a restaurant owner and you know uh, is that you know all of a sudden everybody's a food critic everybody's portuguese everybody's french everybody's italian everybody knows what what's real and what isn't i mean and, you know and then you know you you've had things like yelp and 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 things like that 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 you know have opened up the horizons to all these people and you know it's yeah, I mean, I personally don't pay any mind to that stuff because I mean, that's really great. That's great to hear. That. Whatever. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know what? We're. It, I know Angela and I are both very good friends with uh, some chefs, and one of, I think he's just an amazing chef out in California, and he's Portuguese. He's got a Portuguese place, and he had. He's got people who. You know, I went to Portugal once. This is their review on Yelp. Yeah. <laughs> I, went to, I went to Portugal uh, once, and, you know, his flavor is not Portuguese. And we're talking like about... All of a sudden, they're the expert, right? They're the expert. That drives me crazy, man. That, I mean, <laughs> how can you... Now you're an expert because you've traveled to Portugal, and you've eaten there, you know, a few times, and now you're going to a restaurant where there is a Portuguese chef creating 
Portuguese dishes and you write on there that it's not Portuguese. <laughs> it's just stunning. Yeah, it's, it's absurd. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's the society we live in, the world we're living in at the moment. Um, you know, and, and just a, a, a lot of things have kind of ruined it for, for us uh, in a way, or I believe us, you know, not just the Portuguese, but restaurant guys and chefs is, you know, uh, all, you know, all these shows, the chef's table and things. I, I mean, I personally, I love the show. I'm a big fan, but the way they portray things, every, you know, all nice and lavish and beautiful and clean and everything's perfect. And, you know, I mean, it, that's really, you know, it's not a hundred percent like that. You know, it's, it's, it is a lot of work. There's a lot of mess, a lot of things that go into creating, you know, a good environment and food and, you know, products. And, and, you know, I think that that has kind of, you know, ruined it a bit and people forgot the origins of food. Uh, and, and I, I, I say all the time, people just forgot to eat. They don't know how to eat. It, <laughs> if it doesn't have some kind of flour on it, it's not food. I mean, you know, that's what, unfortunately, what has become of, of certain things. And then you have, you know, a lot of great places closing down because of that kind of stuff, because people don't can't get that association of, you know, oh, it doesn't have a, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, lavender or rose pet or whatever on it. And it's not okay. It's not, it's not real. And, and that, unfortunately, you know, is is one of the main reasons why I also do what I do is because, you know what, I, I honestly, and maybe I'm a little selfish when it comes to this, uh, or, or, or Broa, because I have other things in the works, but uh, Broa is very special to me because it's, it, it, it touched me in the heart. It's something where I, I used to have another place before, which I was involved in. Um, it was in Newark. It's called Cafe Absau. Um, it was, it was a much bigger place, you know, 200 seats and, you know, indoor outdoor patio and very, it was a very modernish take on, uh, you know, Portugal. I did a lot of, uh, I mean, I, I, I personally wasn't in the kitchen a hundred percent on that place. I was more overseeing and managing and, 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 and doing that. But, uh, you know, you know, a few things that kind of touched me is that I used to see, you know, the younger generation come in and, you know, they used to sit around and, you know, drink coffees and sodas. And, and I used to just kind of, uh, you know, helicopter in sometimes on, on their conversations. And, and you would hear these kids like, oh, you know, you're, you're doing Raishu. Oh, man, that's so corny, man. What the heck, dude? You know, all that. And, and then I'm, I'm here thinking like, Man, why is that corny? I don't understand. I mean, right. why? Because you got to wear this like flower stuff and you wear hats and things like that. I mean, you know, <laughs> and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, dude, that's where, that's who we are. That's where we came from. And every culture has their own, you know, fol folklore dance and, and traditional, you know, that's tribal right. dance or whatever it is. And the rancho is ours, you know, and, and, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, Man, you know, this is the future. This is the future for Portugal. The, these, these younger guys don't, don't think it's cool enough to do because their friends don't think it's cool. Yeah. But when you get older and they have kids, if, if we don't show people, and, and this is one of the main reasons like I built Broa, was to show everyone, including mm -hmm. us Portuguese, you know, the younger generation, what we are, where we came from, you know. Um, 
that listen, it's okay to dance Rancho or to whatever or represent Portugal and who you are. Because guess what? If you don't continue to pass down our roots and our culture to your kids someday or our kids or your kids that you're pregnant, you're about to have, you know, who's going to continue that for us? It will just die out. It's a great point. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that conversation that you overheard. I just came from um, four days in Tulare, California, which for those of you who don't know where it is, it's smack like dab in the middle kind of of the state. It's landlocked. It's agriculture. It's, very, very Portuguese uh, for a Luso education conference where we discuss this very, very topic. And what does the community look like moving forward? How do you, you know, we need to come up with a plan that we can all execute that actually will engage all generations. That's right. So it was, it was a, a very intense few days of really trying to answer these tough questions, right? Because, you know, right. to, to be fair, I mean, so I, I, I dance, dance, right? And I do a lot of other right. things. But to be fair, and it's not for everybody, and they might think it's corny, but no. but I will say it's not cool to to shun it or say that it's a bad thing, right? So and there's there's right. room there's room for everybody, and so there's room for the traditional, and I think there's room for the modern. Um, oh, absolutely! But it's and it's a matter of you know how how do you build the bridge, right? Because you can't have one without the other. Right. You didn't. No, you can't. You can't. We didn't start out. I mean, I guess back at, you know, 200 years ago, that was considered modern for (laughs) in the day, right? Right. Now it's, it's, that's considered traditional and we have the modern, but it's been an evolution, right? The the modern dishes have evolved from something very traditional. So, so yeah, I, 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 to echo what Maria was saying with uh, the chef she was speaking about in in California is Antelmo Fria, who has, um, uh, Umakaza restaurant, which is San Francisco's first Portuguese restaurant. And it's doing phenomenally. The food is delicious. And, uh, you know, yes, it may not be exactly how your grandmother made it, but it's still damn good. And you should no, go and try it. I, I'm very familiar. <laughs> I, he's actually been to Broa, believe it or oh, not. Yeah? Uh, he, purposely, oh, yeah, he purposely has been into Broa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, we chatted a bit. He's, he's one guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one, you've talked a lot about how you bring that experience to your dining. So I would love to hear a little bit more about how you do that. Like, is there like some history written on the menu or are your waiters like educated to like kind of tell a story as they're engaging with your patrons? How do you incorporate the, the history behind the dishes and, you know, give them that experience of being in Portugal? Um, well, I mean, for, for one, the, 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 the place itself is, you know, I, I mean, as you, uh, uh, you know, uh, approach the entrance, you know, you're met with Calçada Portuguesa right at the entrance, um, you know, so right there is, is kind of like, you know, and a lot of people immediately go, oh my God, remember these, you know, uh, from when they've been to Portugal or all the Portuguese people are like, oh, that Calçada and, you know, um, but the moment you walk in, um, everything is, for, I mean, everything, I, all the decoration. I mean, I, I have things that used to be my grandmother's. Um, I have things that were my parents. I only play fado music or Portuguese music on the, on the, in, in the restaurant all the time, 24 hours. It's on always. I don't play anything else. I make sure it's on all the time. I maintain a little kind of 
a little section in the restaurant with Portuguese books. I have, uh, you know, books from everything from, you know, explorations from, uh, from, I have, you know, Portuguese school books. Uh, I have books that are, you know, travel books that are translated Portuguese to English. In terms of a menu, uh, Broa, uh, you know, is really a special project. So, uh, because I try to maintain kind of things as authenticated as possible, I actually don't have a menu. My mm. menu is created daily. I make the menu every single day as if you were in a Tashka in Portugal somewhere and the chef is waiting for the fish to arrive off the boat and she's going to prepare or he is going to prepare the fish and they're going to serve whatever, you know, caldeira de bacalhau or you know, in gears or whatever, you know, or uh, or they're going to go to the talio down the street and, and buy, you know, febras or whatever it is for the day. I operate exactly like that. Um, that so I, I buy. That's so super cool. Wow. That is yeah. the traditional way. Because you cook what's in season, what's fresh, what's available. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I I. My day is very long, uh, um, you know, in, for, for the moment I'm, you know, cooking uh, every day uh, until I'm able, and I, I am looking for help, uh, but until I'm able to find, um, you know, some help. And I'm pretty stickler where, you know, again, I'm not anti anything or any other culture or anybody else, but uh, to try to stay true to origins, I, I'm trying to hire Portuguese people only or Portuguese speaking people only. Just because, you know, I, I mean, throughout the night, uh, as we're in service, we only speak Portuguese to each other all night long. Like, <laughs> I speak That's to awesome. the waiters in Portuguese. I speak to the kitchen in Portuguese. We're all Portuguese. We all speak Portuguese. You know, we ask for silverware in Portuguese. We ask, you know, pasamagua, pisagua, you know, vaya mesa, you know. So it's a full-blown experience. It's total immersion. Michael, it's total immersion. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it's, you know, I find that, it, you know, it's the key to doing it right uh, is actually, you know, uh, you know I, I don't have TVs. I don't have anything else. So, you know, I have curtains on the windows that, you know, my idea was to immerse you so much in the experience that you were just, you were transported. And uh, I believe that I I've, I've was able to do that. Uh, you know, people, when they leave, they're like, oh my God, you know, man, I just, <laughs> I remember I felt like I was back at grandma's house again or something. It's amazing, you know? Um, and I think it's not, just the food per se, but just the vibe itself, you know, the music, I have the, you know, the decor. I, I mean, I have things that, you know, uh, where my grandmother's who passed away over 10 years ago and she passed away. She was already 98 years old. And wow. I have like the key that was in her, that to open the door to her house, which is an enormous key. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I keep, you know, I have family photos all over the walls. You know, when my mother was a baby, I have a photo where there's, like uh, where in one photo, there's my grandmother, my great grandmother and my great, great grandmother all in one shot. You know, uh, there's I, all these things just, it, it, you know, you're really, you know, submerged in the culture thing. And, and 
you know, I don't have the TVs and I keep the curtains down. So when you're in, who cares what's happening in the world? It's not important. And who cares is walking by or what car drove by. Like you literally can't see anything but Portugal everywhere. Um, and, and, you know, that's what was important to me because, you know, I, I want you to go in. And, and a fun fact is that what I can't stand when I'm out dining myself is seeing people sitting at a, you know, an amazing restaurant or whatever it is. And you're just so techy and you're into your phone. You're not even talking. And mm-hmm. you're just like, it's what's on Instagram, who posted what and what is what and whatever. You know, and nobody at Broa is ever on their phone ever ever <laughs> ever they're always talking and laughing and, and it's just your know, people are so into what's going on um and that's you know what uh, that's what brings joy to my life and and this project for me is nothing about money has nothing to do with the money uh, no i'm all about you first and i think that then the money experience it, it just it happens it just comes with it um but mm-hmm. i'm I care about the diners. I care about what you're, you know, do you like it? And, you know, and of course, you know, as a chef, you, you, you want everybody to love what you're doing and, and, um, you know, but it's, it's a constant evolution. You guys have got to evolve. And, and for me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going backwards in in the culinary world where I'm trying to evolve old school, um, you know, where instead of evolving forward with molecular cuisines or anything like that, you know, I'm just really trying to dig deep into, you know, the, the, the Portuguese culture and heritage and food. And, and I'm always trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, asking my grandma, my other grandma who's still alive and is around. She's 90 years old. Wow. Um, and I, I asked I ask her, you know, you know, how did you do this? And, you know, papas tomatada and, you know, things that people wouldn't like. What? How do you eat that? Why? Like, what the heck? <laughs> You know? It's all delicious. And the thing, and the thing that makes me so proud, um, to be honest with you, is you know I, I I've had people um, you know who've had babies and they're like, oh man, I can't wait to bring them back for the bro experience. This will be the first meal they ever eat. You oh know, my and, gosh. And people, yeah, and and people come in and you know it is. I'm just I'm getting goosebumps as I'm as as I'm telling you guys. It's to see these young kids, you know, two years old, three years old, sitting there eating caracoles and, oh. you know, and, and eating like, you know, pig ears and all types of funky stuff that we eat is it, it really, that is the most joyful thing that, you know, that to me is success uh, in wow. Broa. not, you know, again, not the money, but that, that, that experience that, just seeing that is priceless. I mean, two-year-old kid That's eating awesome. snails, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. we know we grew up eating them with the little antlers and, you know, you're like, oh my <laughs> God, I got to eat that. And these kids love it, man. They eat. And that's one of the things that I'm shocked at is that the strangest things that I put on the menu are what sell out the quickest. Um, hmm. And and it's it's really amazing. I, you I, know, I, I'm I'm thinking. Really, of course, you're, you're you're telling all of this. Um, the menu there. Personally, I, I grew up. Well, of course, we all did. I mean, I know I did. I grew up with yep. a, a bean stew that had the pig's ears. The, the you know the pig's ears. The my mom uh, liked uh, the pig's ears in it as well as the trotters. So it would be you know the pig's feet and pig's ears in this. Um, 
in the stew, this bean stew that my dad liked. And so, of course, I remember fighting over the pig's ears <laughs> because they're it's crunchy. Really good, yeah. They're so freaking good and they were crunchy because of the cartilage in it and stuff. And so I remember one of my early memories of when I was little was fighting over the pig's ears because everyone wanted the pig's ears. How funny, right? Oh, but you, you say that. Think, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Angela, I know you're not fighting over the pig's no, ears. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I was just thinking, you know, I mean, it's all what you're what you're brought up with. Right. right. And, and if you are brought up it from an early, early age, so if you're two and or younger and you've been given pedicoys or pig's ears or whatever, I mean, that's totally normal for you. It's not a big deal. You know, me being third generation, we had those things so rarely that, um, you know, by the time I guess I remember even seeing it, it, <laughs> it was almost like a, a show because we were watching my grandfather eat it and it was like, Oh my God, you can hear the crunch. And it was kind of gross, but you know, <laughs> it's all, I, I think it's amazing that you're bringing that stuff back. And, and frankly, I'm not too surprised that they're the first things that sell out because I think for a lot of people, it's, it's one of those things that you can't get unless you go to Portugal, but like, Oh my gosh, if you go to Broa, you can get Kitakois, right? Like I don't, right. I don't right. ever remember. Generation. Right. I don't ever remember seeing Kitakois anywhere on a menu here uh, in California, but as we've discussed on the podcast many times, um, California, you know, is a little deprived when it comes to our options, mostly because yeah. of, of the size of the state and we're just so, so very spread out. But uh, yeah. no, I think it, I, I'm not surprised at all that those, those are the kinds of things that sell out. Um, you know, I saw, I don't know which fish they're called, but it's like where you fry it and you wrap the fish. So that the tail is in the mouth. Piscadinha, piscadinha, yeah. Uh, whiting. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I just, so I just cool. did that not that long ago, actually <laughs> last weekend, actually I had, I had that on the menu. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, you know I, I'm I'm proud of where I'm from and uh, where I came with and, and now, I was going to ask you that Michael we didn't get to ask you where does your family come from? Um, well, my I don't know if you guys ever heard of Ladia, the city of Ladia. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. they're known for they how well they had a soccer team. Um, but um, yeah, my we're from around that neighboring area. Um, my mother's from a, a little area called the Barreiro Colmeios, um, which is around Leiria. Uh, and my father's from uh, a, a place called Crangeira. And, uh, I, I, and, you know, my, my parents were um, in Portugal. I mean, they, they're, they're both born there. Um, but then they went to France for 10 years, uh, as most Portuguese people did, you know, to try to get away from the, uh, you know, the communism style kind of thing we had going on. Um, yeah, our dictator, yep. Yeah, and um, I have two sisters. They are older, uh, not by much, but I have two sisters. Um, they were both actually born in France. And uh, I'm, uh, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I, I was actually born here already. My parents came over 34 years ago, um, and I literally was born like a few months upon arrival. Um, wow. Here in, yeah. So a little bit more out of in French myself. You know, but uh, it, I was brought up, um, you know, and, and and that's the thing also that that kind of irks me uh, now that we're on this this topic is that a lot of people, you know, th there's a lot of guys out there doing or, or trying to do what I'm doing or doing what I'm doing, you know, uh, you know, like Charles Mins, he's, he's also a good good guy I follow, and and you know, 
I'm always uh, seeing what he's doing next. And he's a lot of people, you know, judge him and criticize him. And, and a few people do it to me too sometimes. Like, oh, you weren't born there. You're not Portuguese. No, but I people don't that. understand that. Oh, I hate that. It drives me insane. I'm like, listen, uh, I mean, I speak perfect Portuguese. I was kind of self-taught. I, I did also went to Portuguese school for two, three years. Mm-hmm. You know, my I still till this day only speak Portuguese to my parents. I grew up watching the Portuguese channel uh, in a Portuguese neighborhood, you know, going to the Portuguese cafe and eating at the Portuguese restaurant and reading the Portuguese papers and, and all that. So, you know, I am Portuguese, very Portuguese, um, you know, and, and, but I'm just, you know, I'm very proud uh, of, of where I come from, of, of, you know, who I am. Um, and I feel that, you know, who cares if you weren't born there or not, as long as, you know, if your parents are, you know, know where you came from, why, mm-hmm. or you know, yeah. what, what was the reason or, you know, it's, it's, and it's, it's important to have DNA. that connection. It's in your yeah, DNA, Michael. I, I can't stand those people. I well, I just, I don't understand where the, where that mentality comes from because yeah. it's like, I, you know, there are people here like the three of us, frankly, who I consider, you know, we're more Portuguese than you are because just because you were born yeah. there, you actually haven't done anything to help further the community or further the culture in any way. So just because you have, you know, uh, the birth certificate saying that you were born there doesn't give you any more credence over me. Oh uh, my God, believe being me. Born here. Absolutely. And so yeah. there, it's actually interesting because the Diario Noticias has been doing a series for, um, for a year now. And I think it's going to run for another year because they did so many interviews. It's called um, uh, Pela America do Tio Sam. And it's yeah, all I, about- I was on that actually. Oh, you were? Yeah, so was I. It was, it's been so, it's been great. And the whole premise of the interview series is to dispel some of these misconceptions that people in Portugal have of the Portuguese people in other communities, specifically in in the United States. And, you know, who knows where these misconceptions come from or these assumptions come from, but to, to think less of us, like we abandoned the homeland or something like that is just so ridiculous and frankly they should be the grateful that we have continued to maintain our connections and and want to raise awareness and make the world aware of just how right. amazing our heritage is so, right. so people We're in portugal this quick complaining <laughs> quit your bitch <laughs> seriously not get over it yeah right no, I, I but I, I totally am with you. And it's, it's frustrating because for me, you know, I don't speak Portuguese fluently, so that's even worse, right? So it's like, oh, but she doesn't speak Portuguese. She's not really Portuguese. And it's like, you know, I've dedicated my life to this community. So don't you dare tell me that I'm not Portuguese, right? right? You know, right. I've done more for this community. Walk a day in my shoes, right? Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yep. Right. Walk a day in my shoes. You don't know what I've been through. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and, and we don't know or anyone. We shouldn't be judging anyone, period. Um, you know, everyone has their own struggles and their own ways. And, you know, uh, um, you know, I, I know I live day in and day out with mental struggles, you know, uh, um, and, and it's just what it is, you know, and I'm fighting for Portugal and getting the word and, you know, and, and again, you know, it's, it's, it's what I tell everybody uh, who, 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 who comes in, you know, I didn't build this for me. I built this for us. You know, this yeah. is our restaurant, our, all of us Portuguese Bro mm-hmm. is ours. It's not mine, you know. 
And, uh, you know, I, I just, it's, it's a struggle, you know, it's not for everyone. Uh, a lot of people don't understand it. Um, even people that are Portuguese and who, as you were saying, to touch on that, have been here for, for a long time or, or were born here or moved here when they were like one years old, they've gotten so, in, you know, infiltrated in the, you know, American way, uh, you know, Portuguese American way that I've had people come in like, ah, this is not Portuguese. This, this is not, this is not how it's done because they don't know it any other way, but the American way that's been presented to them. And I know, you know, I just had a customer in, uh, on Saturday night, you know, uh, this woman, barely spoke Portuguese, but she was born atrás dos montes, right? And she kept, you know, speaking to me in a broken Portuguese, and I went with the conversation. She said, hey, tudo bem? Oi, see you no China, through the mountains, you know? And we were <laughs> having our conversation, and you know what? You, you know, oh, I came here because I heard, and I wanted to see it, and you know what? They had, uh, you know, what I believe was a stellar night and meal, You know, they walked out, they came to, you know, um, shake my hand and say, you know, really, thank you so much for, for bringing me home. And, you know, it was, um, you know, that makes me feel good, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. you know, those people, and there's plenty of people like that. And, and as I was going to say, she hasn't been to Portugal, she said in like 20 years, you know, well, shame on and her. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, shame and I'm her. like, Oh, 20 years. And I said, really? Well, you really should go because mm -hmm. there's a lot that's very different from when, you know, you, you were last there. But, you know, I appreciate people like that who, even though haven't been, you know, she was able to actually, you know, maybe think back when she was a child and came before she came and say, oh, my God, you know, I remember that, you know, and, mm -hmm. and what she did, she, she, she told me she remembered, um, You know, uh, but then there are those, you know, uh, people who come in and who are just completely Americanized and they don't, they can care less. They haven't been to Portugal in, you know, 20, 30 years either. And, and uh, you know, they're just used to the big, enormous stakes. And, and the, the thing that kills me the most is, is you know, we've been overshadowed uh, uh, by Spain, you know, and, and, uh, and what kills me the most is that people call in all the time or they come in and say, oh, you have paella? And I'm like, no, 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 we're not no. Spanish. Well, I have arroz de marisco, if you want, yeah. but I don't have paella, you know, and people are like, oh, okay. And that <laughs> is one of those things that, you know, most Portuguese restaurants in the U.S. are, you know, do have paella on the menu. And people think that that is a Portuguese dish, and I, it's not. It is really no. not a Portuguese dish no. at all. Uh, it's, it's a Spanish, Spanish dish. Yep. Yeah, uh, you know, and the Portuguese make arroz marisco, which is not dry, it's a wet rice with seafood, but it's slightly different, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing I do. I, I don't, you know, in this project, I, I, I don't, you know, I stick to my path, I follow my direction, and I personally don't care if you like it or not. I really don't. <laughs> I do what I feel What you I know, feel is the right thing. What I feel is what it is. And listen, you don't like it, don't come. I can, it really yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you know, it's very refreshing to hear that. Because the majority of people do tend to want to please everyone. And when it comes down to, and I think Angela and I have had these private discussions, 
we cannot please anyone unless we are pleasing ourselves first. And that right. is making what we do and what we believe in. And, Absolutely. and that is, and make no excuses about it. I, I, I refuse to make any excuses. And I know that Angela feels the same way mm-hmm. and what we do and what we feel in what we're working with within the Portuguese community. And okay. if, and I'm not going to say, oh, okay, I'll do it this way to make you happy. No, I'm not going to. I'm going to stay true oh, to my You know, but yep. in in something like that, it's very good to hear that more and more people are feeling that way. Because I think you're right. If you're passionate about what you're doing, if you're passionate about, about your goal, your end goal, the money will follow. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. in, in the Look. sense that if you're going in it for the money first, you're in it for the wrong reason. And it won't. No, no, it's immediate. It's immediate failure. It's yeah, immediate it will failure. not succeed. Yep. Now, for those that are have been listening to us talking here, we are talking to the pr- proprietor of Brua Cafe, Tashka Mercado, and it is located in Jersey City. Uh, we'll put all the information up, but it's at 297 Grove Street in Jersey City, New Jersey. And I am really looking forward to mm-hmm. visiting you uh, very soon. Um, so that will be an amazing thing. I'm looking forward to it. And um, but, to have you. but Mondays you're closed. So Mondays you, I'm closed. Yes. Yeah. So you have taken a day off to spend it with us here on this podcast. I have. I have <laughs> this is wonderful. I mean, I feel this is very wonderful because I know on my day I off, can... you know, I usually <laughs> don't really. Care. I really have my stuff that I need. To go <laughs> Guys, I'll see you again next Monday. All right. Yeah, Every yeah, Monday, yeah. catch us on the radio. So um. we um, we're, we're coming up, we're coming up on the end. But you know, one thing that we didn't really cover well, there's, there's a lot of things we didn't cover. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a part two. Yeah, like you said, next Monday it'll be another. Yeah. Um, okay. But would be so great. You, I'd be delighted. You're, I mean, clearly so passionate about the food and the culture. Where, how did this all get started? Did you go to culinary school? Did you like start cooking with your mom and your grandmother? Give us a little bit of background about where that came from. Uh, I mean, I mean, just real quickly, what what I I mean, I've done so many things throughout my uh, life, my you know youngish life. Um, you know, I I've been in, I've done construction, I've done you know, I've worked for my father's uh, business. Well, he's no longer has it anymore. He sold it, but I've been in banking, marketing. I worked in television mm. marketing. I've worked in uh, in um, in a few things, I, I was very fortunate, you know, early off in life. Just, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm a person who I throw myself at anything. And uh, so, were you just trying to like find your path, or or what was that? I, I, honestly, I I don't know. I I'm I'm really like you know I'm almost like Nike. I I just do things. I, I just do it. <laughs> I, I just throw myself. You know, like I there has never been something that you know you you say you know oh, you can't do this. I'm like. Hmm, all right, let's do it. You know, like if you told me, you know, you know, going back really fast to the food, um, you know, it's kind of like, oh, can you ever have a rosca vidala, which is, you know, the the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the rice with the blood and the, and the, the blood and the in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I had never in my life made it. First time I ever made it, I just did it. I had no idea what to do. 
I just did it. And you know what? I, I had several people tasting my mother, my grandmother, and they were, they were blown away. They were like, Jesus, how did you do it? And I'm like, I just did it. I just did it. I can't explain it. I just did it, you know? Um, I mean, and, and kind of throughout my, my path and doing many jobs and learning many things, I, I never really, per se, went to culinary school. I mean, I, I took some courses at the ICE, the Institute of Culinary Education, uh, over in Manhattan. Uh, and it's, it's, it's located in uh, Brookfield Place. I did some, some, you know, freshening up classes there and, and a few things. And uh, it's so funny that um, well, a, a few of my classes, because I've been in the restaurant business since I was, I don't know, 21, maybe. Um, I had the, my first place, I was like 21, where uh, and that's kind of how it all started. So kind of rewinding the conversation a bit, uh, I, I just kind of, after doing so many things, I, you know, I love food. I love music. I love art. Um, I love fashion. Uh, originally, that I wanted to be uh, in the fashion industry. Um, yeah, where's the clothing line? The Casalino brand. Come on now. <laughs> soon, soon, <laughs> chef coach near you. Chef coach near you. Coming out. <laughs> right. But uh, I, I, um, I, you know, unfortunately, when I was younger, growing up, you know, my father said, oh, no son of mine is going to be doing, you know, a woman's job, you know, you're going to work construction <laughs> like me and do all this type of stuff. So th that dream was kind of shattered. But uh, eventually, as, as I got older and I did marketing and did a bunch of things, uh, amazing, I've had some really amazing experiences. I was doing, I was in between like some kind of construction projects I was doing on my own. And um, my uh, family owned this property uh, in Newark, or my, my uncle and, and a cousin, and they were converting it into a space, So uh, which was Café Opsel. And uh, they, you know, I used to just stop in with them and, and I kind of helped them curate uh, the place and designing and, and, and putting the, the, the space together. Then it started off to run kind of just like everyone free for all family helping out. And, uh, and then one day I just approached them and, and as I was kind of ending my career in construction or whatever I was doing, I just decided that, hey, you know what? I, I really like this business, you know? And, and I found that this business, you know, just the culinary world, the restaurant business is everything that I love in one place. It's you know, I creative. love food. It's yeah, very you know, I love creating. Yeah. I love decorating. I love fashion. I love people. I love talking. I love you know, everything, everything, it's all in one place, you know, and that's kind of what I do. Like Broa actually was designed by me. I built the place with my own hands with some friends and I decorated the place also on my own, um, you know, and that's the, the most fun part. And now I'm cooking in the place that I built, you know, um, which is, you know, how many people do that, you know, around here, you know, they're, they're normally a couple of, you know, financier guys put their heads together and decide to open a restaurant and, you know, buy out a chef to work in it and call it a day where, you know, I built my place, you know, piece by piece. I put that tile on the floor, uh, you know, uh, myself with my own hands, you know. Um, so it, it, the, the place really means something to me in terms of like a stepping stone uh, in, in that direction. And uh, funny enough, you guys still there, right? 
Oh yes, oh, we're listening. Gotcha. Oh, all right. oh, we're just letting you <laughs> go. Right there for a minute. Uh, no. I, ironically enough, and and this brought me to tears actually. Um, a few months back, my mother was digging around through stuff uh, and at her home, and uh, she met up with me and brought me this letter. Uh, and this letter that I wrote, I was literally in like probably the sixth grade. Um, and it was like, uh, what would you do in your future? Or what do you want to be in, in your life and whatever? And believe it or not, in that letter, uh, I stated, which uh, I have that letter and I'm going to frame, hang it in my home office, but, uh, and I'm going to put a copy in the restaurant too. Um, it stated that one day when I get older, I'm going to own my own restaurant. Oh, Get out. that's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Okay, you have to send Crazy, us a picture man. of that letter. Yes. I will. How, how, I'm like getting emotional here. It is unbelievable. I couldn't believe that. Like, I, I mean, it's not something I think about when I was in sixth grade, but to go back all, you know, and have my mother like, look what I found. And I read it and I just like, I almost like broke down. Because I mean, how crazy is that? You know, in sixth grade, I, it's almost like it was destined. It for was me to destined. Be here. How nuts. beautiful um, is that? that yeah, is, I, it's pretty, you pretty know, amazing. Uh, you well, I mean, your your sixth grade year old self knew already, right? What your <laughs> right? destiny was, and it's funny how you forget those things, right? And then all of a sudden, it comes yeah. back to you to just reaffirm that you're doing what you were meant to do, right? So I'm pretty much. You know, to answer your question, uh, I, I'm I'm pretty much kind of, I guess, self-taught. Uh, you know, just I, I always kind of, you know, followed my mother in the kitchen and watched what she did. And maybe I guess it was in the veins it was meant to be uh, that I was supposed to be in this business. Um, I really enjoyed very much, uh, very much. You know, not just cooking. You know, I find the cooking part of it is extremely therapeutic believe it or not uh, and that's where i feel most at ease is when i'm mm -hmm. cooking and it's really busy that's when i like it the best i feel the best <laughs> but uh, i enjoy the business itself people and, and doing and putting smiles on faces and you know and, and you know it's kind of like you know if you came in for dinner and you didn't like something again we, we can't please everyone you know I'm so dedicated to you and your experience that I tell the waiters that, you know, go ask them why I want to know why. And I yeah. think that everyone should tell people why, because it only, you know, how do you, you know, if, if your child, once he's born is doing something wrong and you don't correct them and say, Hey, don't do this, you know, do it this way. This is, you know, I didn't like this because it was whatever too salty, or I felt like it needed whatever, you know, more pepper or you know cilantro in it you know tell me because it's not for my benefit really it's for yours i want to better your experience and everyone else to follow you know mm -hmm. um or i'm going to go back and check you know because we, we we live in such a fast-paced environment that you know maybe you know i forgot to do something or maybe the guy on the line you know made a mistake and it was just an oversight or maybe it was just a mistake that one night but you know i want to know why and and i think that's an important thing that everyone should do in general uh, in the restaurant business when they go out to dine is you know if you don't like something you know say it speak up uh, uh you know tell us why you didn't like it you know it just it, it it helps our business. It helps us grow as people, as individuals, as chefs, as restaurant owners, as entrepreneurs, whatever. Um, it, it's very important. 
Um, so I, again, I, you know, pretty much I'm just driven, self-driven, uh, self-determined. And most of the time, you know, I, I just, you know, I just look back at old cookbooks or ask for recipes and I just do it. I just That's do awesome. it. You know, awesome. uh, I just well, put it together. Well, it's, I can't explain it. I really can't. Well, it's coming to, uh, I think we've gone over an hour already, but we have three questions that Angela and I always like to ask. And we'll, we'll ask you these three, three questions right off the bat. And uh, the first question will be, what's your favorite meal? Like your favorite, like if you had your mom making you a dish right now, like your favorite, favorite. Second question is your least favorite. You're not even going to touch it. Don't even look at it. I don't, don't even come near me with it. And last but not least, what being Portuguese means to you? Okay, so my favorite, favorite <laughs> dish, I'm, um, I'm obsessed with octopus. Uh, it is just, it is my thing, man. I, I, any possible way done, I mean, if I could probably, you know, even just razor slice it up and eat it raw. I mean, it's really, I mean, I love octopus. So uh, in general, I will eat it any which way. Uh, it's nice. actually, because I love it so much, it's actually one of my specialties at the restaurant. Um, octopus, I, I've I've studied it quite a bit and I, I really um, enjoy working with it as well. Um, so nice. I would have to say octopus. Uh, least favorite, man, that, that is a tough question. Um, because I kind of eat just about anything, uh, but it's I mean, you funny. eat pig's ears, right? So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I eat just about anything. But <laughs> I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you guys back like 25 years to one of my most torturous moments in life, where uh, you know, like Sunday morning breakfast, uh, my mother, you know, uh, scrambled eggs, so she called it, um, and. It actually was uh, cow brains scrambled with eggs. Now, my, oh my father God. loved that. Yeah. So she scrambled this all together, trying to, you know, uh, blindsight me and my sisters. And we're sitting there, and I'm looking at these eggs, and I'm just saying, man, these eggs are very different. Right. Yeah, why are there <laughs> red veins in my eggs? With oh, oh, I'm not okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, guys. Tell me about it. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm like, nah, bro, this is not something here is not okay. <laughs> so I'm eating this, and I just it's just a weird textury thing, and I'm like, okay, something's not right. And uh, they were almost yeah, so forcing me to eat this as a kid. You know, I was probably five, six years old. I don't remember, but it was a long time ago. So let's say that is the absolute oh yeah favorite I think thing you in the world that for me i'm tortured yeah I, I that's gonna be hard to talk yeah i think i think that's the worst one angela i think that's the worst one we've heard so <laughs> yeah. far i think oh my well, if there was a war I mean, it, about if there was a war yeah. i think you'd win it right there right oh there. my well, goodness and it's it'd be one thing if you were like an adult and you know tried it or whatever but giving that to a child and oh man yeah. Oh my hardcore. goodness. It was hard. Talk about being two years old eating snails, eat cow brains. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is like, that was instilled in my brain forever. Um, I'm surprised but, you don't uh, go to therapy for that. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I might, you know, uh, <laughs> call my doc when we get off the phone. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and what being Portuguese means to me, oh man, it means everything. Um, it means the world. I mean, I'm just, I couldn't be prouder to, you know, be anything else. Um, I, I, there's, I'm in love with Portugal. I really am. I'm in love with being Portuguese and, uh, there's just, I mean, you know, come on, you know, four manels in a boat took the seas and conquered like half the world. I mean, what, how can you not <laughs> admire that, you know? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and they, you know, it's, it's amazing what we did for such an itty bitty country. You know, I'm not saying, you know, we're better than anybody else or, or I'm better than anybody else. I'm just the same as the, the person next to me. I'm just the same guy as the guy working on the line next to me. I'm not superior to anyone, you know. Uh, um, and, and, you know, I, 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 I admire um, what we've done as, as Portuguese people. And, and yeah. it's, I mean, that's what it means to me. It means literally the world. Uh, we did conquer it at, at one point or another. And it's just, it's so rich. It's so rich in and heritage and culture um it's it's that's it means i mean how can you top that i mean really yeah. come on you know um <laughs> goa macau uh yeah. you know guinea bissau you know uh man you name it i mean we have you know all these things uh to share and it's and you know to rewind a bit uh i i do get a lot of people from goa um and a lot of people from macau come to dinner um a lot a lot uh, more than i ever would imagine um and they love it and they admire it and they th even themselves think back when they were kids uh there you know i i have th th this couple who are you know very Indian looking, uh, I mean, completely. And, you know, their last names, uh, one is Fernandes and the other one is uh, Pereira. Wow. And, yeah. yeah. And we've become so close. Uh, you know, they're from the neighborhood. They come in often and, you know, eat sardines and all this stuff. And, you know, they're, they're, they're probably in, in their, you know, uh, early to mid fifties. And, uh, they, you know, they remember being kids and, and eating most of that stuff. And, and, and in fact, they've gone back a few times. And every time they come back, they bring me back a Portuguese go-in artifact, you know, whether it be a jar or something. And, and I keep that stuff decorating uh, at Broa. Um, that's wonderful you know that's wonderful yeah well, this this has been a wonderful wonderful talk i i've enjoyed every minute of it so that, likewise you know likewise, it, ladies. you're a very passionate person and it shows and um i wish you and i know angela feels the same but we wish you the best mm -hmm. and the most success we really do hon i appreciate so, that thank you yeah, and, and, and and for yourselves as well and all of us and uh, you know, feel free to, you know, uh, have me back on whenever you wish. I, you know, I, like I said, I enjoy talking. I enjoy people. I, I can cover a lot of topics, a lot of subjects. Um, <laughs> you know, we could talk for hours and hours and hours. Yes, um, yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. thank you. It, I was delighted to be on. Thank you for having me. Um, just a, a note for everyone. Follow your heart. Follow your dreams. You know, be proud of who you are, where you came from. Uh, live it. Don't be afraid to show people or, or demonstrate who you really are, where you came from, and uh, you know, keep your 
your goal, uh, you know, uh, intact and, you know, reach for the stars, really, you know, and anything's possible. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's beautiful. Uh, that's a great message. Yeah. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. You guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for Ata having Prosma. me, guys. Thank you. Tarde. Bon dia. Thanks so much. And as we wrap up, just a reminder to everybody to hit subscribe if you haven't. And the most important thing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a rating on iTunes so that other people can find and join in our discussions on, on our Portuguese table. And uh, yeah, with that, follow, as Michael said, follow your heart, follow your dreams. And uh, until next time, até a próxima. Até a próxima, querida. Até a próxima. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima!